start out the same way and end up in two different places. Uh, I've been told this, it's not really how you start, it's how you finish. And there's, there's a lot of truth to that. How many of y'all know that, that you can be saved, you can be a believer, and you can do some stupid things? All right, let me, let me change that. How many of y'all know as a believer, you've done some stupid things? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going we're gonna to look at the lives of two men today. And, and a lot of times when you read their story and you read their life, you, do, you, don't, you don't put them both as being believers. You just don't, it doesn't seem like that because of the way things turn out. You just don't put them in the same group. But, but we're going to do that this morning and study our Bible. Uh, I, I, am, I don't know what it is, but I am lacking oxygen today. So I'm, I'm going to be more teaching than preaching, maybe. Uh, and so I, I, we're going to go to a lot of scripture. So if you'll bear with me. And let's learn today. Let's, let's grow today. If, if we don't leave here changed, we wasted our time. I'm, I'm just, I'm just I, I, I don't want to be an entertainer. And I, I'm tired of seeing uh, Christian entertainment where people come and, 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 and not necessarily here. I'm just saying in general the church in America. And, and they get a little feel good and then they go home. But they're the same way they was when they came. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. So let's look in, let's look in Genesis chapter number 12. In verse number one, and we'll begin. And we're going to preach today on the subject, a tale of two believers. A tale, a story of two believers. It says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. That is in reference to the nation of Israel and to the Lord Jesus Christ. It, it even stands today, if you mess with Israel, God's going to mess with you. If you bless Israel, God's going to bless you. If you curse Israel, God's going to curse you. Uh, your treatment of Israel will greatly determine how the Lord treats you. And then we see in verse number 4. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. Now read this with me. And, and Lot went with him. And Lot went with him. Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings and your kindness and your mercy today. Lord, we, we, we stand in need of your anointing and your touch and your guidance and your wisdom. Lord, I believe truly with all my heart I have the word that you would have me to bring, uh, but God, I need the power to deliver it. Lord, I pray that you'll touch every heart and every ear that they may comprehend and, and, and understand you today. I pray your perfect will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I, I, want, to, I want to first... Uh, look at the lives of these two men, Abram, as we know, Abraham, uh, Abraham and Lot. Abraham and Lot, they, they, they begin kind of the same way, but they end drastically different. They end drastically different. Uh, we look at their lives, we look at the story of their life, and I, I really don't have time this morning to do it justice. I would encourage you to to go through and read chapters 12 through 19 and, and to get the real story and the real picture 
of what is happening here. But, but as we jump through each chapter, I want to I share some things with you about this. First, I want you to look at, at the comparison on the positive side. What, what were they the same? What made them alike? What made them the same? Well, the first thing we see as you study God's Word is that they were both men of faith. They were both men of faith. The Bible says in James chapter number 2, in verse 23, And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. In other words, God gave him his righteousness because he believed on him. Abraham was a believer. Abraham was a righteous man. Abraham was a man of faith. But guess what? So was Lot. So was Lot. And I know if, if you're not familiar with this story, you're saying, what's the big deal? Well, when you see what all happened, you'll know this is a little different. Uh, Lot was a man of faith, 2 Peter 2, verse number 7. And it says, and delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. In other words, the behavior around him, as Lot lived in Sodom, the wickedness around him tortured his righteous soul. For that righteous man, talking about Lot, that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this, that Lot was a man of faith also. Lot was a believer in the one true God. He was a man of faith just like his uncle Abraham. Now, here's, here's the deal. <clears throat> some, some Bible scholars believe that the, the, the call of God uh, uh, was not just in chapter number 12, but if you'll go to chapter number 11 and you'll find out that Terah, Abraham's father, brought them down. And so there was really two calls. That Chapter number 12 is not the only call from God, and this is proven by what Stephen preached in Acts chapter number 7, uh, talking about what happened. Well, at the end of chapter number 11, Terah, Abraham's father, dies, and now God calls Abraham again and says, Okay, get up, leave your kindred, leave this land, go to the place that I'm going to show you. And they are believers. They believe in the one true God. They believe in Jehovah. They are men of faith. Can you see that? Say amen. Abraham and Lot. But they were also, they were also men of favor. They were also men of favor. Preacher, what are you saying? They experienced the blessings of God. It says in Genesis chapter 13, verse 2, And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. In Genesis 13, 5 and 6, And Lot also, and Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents, and the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. Preacher, what are you saying? They both experienced the favor of God. They both were men of faith, they both were believers, and they both had the blessings of God upon their life. The blessings and the favor of God upon their life. Now, as we go on, we also see this, that they were not only men of faith, men of favor, but they were also men of failure. They were also men of failure. They both made mistakes. They both made mistakes. Now, I'm going somewhere. I know it seems like I'm starting slow in the gate, but that's all right. We'll catch up on the backstretch. Say amen. They, I, I got to set the table because you got to get this. You got to see how much they were the same so you can understand how much they were different. 
They were men of faith. They were men of favor. But they were men of failure. They both made mistakes. They both did foolish things. They both did things wrong. We see that Abraham went down into Egypt when God called him to go to Canaan. Instead of going to Canaan because of a famine, he went down into Egypt. And not only did he leave the place that God told him to be, he began to lie. He told his wife, said, look, honey, you're a good-looking thing. And they're going to kill me if just to get you. Tell them you're my sister. What a blessing. Are y'all with me? God has to get their attention. God corrects him, and, and, and he has to go through a bad situation with Pharaoh, and he gets kicked out of Egypt. But then we see, we see Lot's failure. He ends up in a place called Sodom. That doesn't need any description, does it? Sodom and Gomorrah, a place that was so wicked and so vile that God destroyed the whole place. There were men of failure. Now watch this. <clears throat> two men that kind of started out in the same place. Two men that kind of started out in the same way. Two men who were men of favor, who were men of faith. Who, who, who began life kind of in the same way and, and the same touch of God on their lives. One ended up being the father of God's chosen people. One, one he, he became the father of God's chosen people. He became the, the, the beginning of the, the Israelite nation. And through the Jews, we have our scriptures. Through the Jews, we find our Savior. Through the Jews, we find our salvation. He truly was a blessing to the whole world. But then we find Lot through incestuous relationships with his own daughters. He became the father of some of the most wicked enemy that Israel ever faced, the Ammonites and the Moabites. How in God's name can one man turn out to be such a blessing and another believer can turn out to be such a burden? How can one man experience such a, such a blessing of God and be a blessing to so many people? How could such a, 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 a believer who came up the same way, who experienced the same things, who, who saw the God that Abraham saw, how did he turn out so bad? I think we can, we can see more in their differences than we can in their comparison to be the same. Because it wasn't what they were the same at that caused them to end the way they were. It's what they were different at. And this is where I need you to take notes. Number one, if you're taking notes, if we examine the lives of these men, and I read these chapters over and over and over to see where they were the same, to see where they were different. And one of the things that stands out probably more than any of them is this one right here. They were different, number one, they were different in their devotion. They were different in their devotion. Let me read a verse. Let me read about Abraham. The Bible says that the Lord appeared to Abram in verse number 7 of chapter 12. And, and he said, unto thy seed I will give this land. And what Abram do? There builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. And when he removed from that place, he went into a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Preacher, what are you saying? 
everywhere that Abram went, except for Egypt, by the way. It's kind of hard to build an altar in the Lord when you're living in the world. Y'all might as well get with me this morning. It's going to get worse. It's hard playing around in the world and getting cozy with the Lord at the same time. You just can't hardly do that. Amen. It's hard to build an altar when you're out of the will of God. But, but, but that being aside, when he was right with God, he was building an altar and he was calling on the name of the Lord. But do you realize, do you realize with Lot, there's not one single place in Scripture that says anything about an altar, that says anything about calling upon God, that says anything about his devotional life, his relationship, or his fellowship with God? What made them so different? One is their devotion. One fellowship with God. One spent time with God. One took out of his time and understood where his power came from, where his favor come from, where the blessing come from. He understood that everything come from God. And he spent time with God in prayer. He spent time with God. Somebody say amen. We wonder why God seems to favor some and, and not as much others. We seem, wonder why God seems to be blessing this one over here or why God seems to put more on this one over here. Maybe it's because this one over here is spending more time with him. I mean, this is not a complicated issue, guys. This is not a complicated issue. It's a, it, it, let's just put it this way. Your family that lit, well, that's, that might be a bad, some of y'all got some messed up family. <clears throat> I was going to say the family lives closer to you. It's closer to you because they spend more time with you, but that's not always the case, amen? Uh, you know, it's like that fence. It, it make, fence makes good neighbors, amen? I seen, the, I seen the picture of the grumpy cat, a meme that said, like a good neighbor, stay over there, amen? You know. I, I don't know why I thought about that, but that just come to mind, amen? I mean, it stands to reason that if you spend more time it stands to reason that if you communicate more, it stands to reason that, listen, the more you spend time with someone, the closer that you're going to get. Psalms, Psalms says it well. In Psalm 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now how can he accomplish all of that? Watch what it says, verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Are y'all with me? The ungodly are not so. Let me say that again. The ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, nor the Lord... For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. How were they different? They were different in their devotion. How's your, how's your altar time being? How's your altar time? How's your personal devotional life going right now? Now listen, I'm, I'm a realistic pastor I, I, listen, you're lucky that I struggle the way I struggle because <clears throat> I have mercy on you because of that. <laughs> I know pastors that beat up their people all the time and I, it seems to me they forget that they're just human too and I, but I shave me every morning. I know how sorry and low down I am so we all have mercy. Say amen. 
And I'm not, I'm not saying you got to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning like some of the, some of the, 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 the biographies of, of great men of old, you know, get up 4 o'clock in the morning and, and, and go, to bed at, go to bed at 2, you know, like they only get two hours. Come on, people. That's not even realistic. But that's, that's what you read these biographies and they do this and pray 12 hours a day and then spend the other 12 in Bible study. And that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying do you have a time that you spend with God? It might be on the, listen, so I, I work in Birmingham. Man, that's a great hour going and a great hour coming that you can spend talking with God. That God can spend talking with you. Listen, you don't have to, you don't have to be in a prayer closet, you know. You don't have to be in a lot of the things we, we say, well, if I can't do that, then I, listen, talk to him at work. Talk to him while you're driving down the road. Talk to him. Some of the sweetest times I've ever had with the Lord, I was mowing the grass. Just communicating. Talking to him, saying how much I needed him, saying how much I loved him, saying how much I appreciated him. How is your devotional time? If you're expecting the 45 minutes that you're in here with me is going to keep you what you need to be throughout the week, you're wasting your time. God doesn't want a weekend date. He wants a forever relationship and an intimate, close relationship with you. Abraham turned out the way Abraham turned out and Lot turned out the way Lot turned out, I believe primarily because of this altar situation. They were different in, the, in their devotion. But number two, write this down. They were not only different in their devotion, but they were different in their desires. They were different in their desires. So preacher, what are you saying? Watch, this, watch how this works out. They, they, are so, they are so blessed by God that their, 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 their cattle and, and, and all that they have has gotten to be so much that the little area that they were in could not sustain them. So they begin to squabble maybe over water. They begin to squabble over territories. They begin to have, have fights going on. And, and Abram came to Lot and said, hey, man, we're, we're kinfolk. We're kin, they know, there's no reason that... We, we shouldn't have this problem. We shouldn't, we shouldn't have this stripe. Now remember, Abraham is the uncle and Lot is the nephew. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Abraham is the one with authority. Abraham is the one with seniority. Abraham is the one who should have been given orders and commands and Lot should have been submissive and submit to what Abraham said. That's not how Abraham came. Abraham came to Lot and said, listen, man, let, let's, let's get along. We're brethren. We don't need to have this strife going on. He said, listen, look at, look at everything. Just look at, look at everything. Look anywhere you want to look. Whatever direction you go, I'll go the opposite. Are y'all with me? You pick whatever you want, and I'll pick the opposite. That's, that's what Abraham said. Now, here's the thing. Now, what, what is most likely going to happen? Uh, uh, if, if I come to you, and I come to you, and, and most likely, not all the time, most likely, uh, if I come to you and I say, hey, man, you want to go get something to eat? What do you want to get? What's usually the response? Whatever you want, right? I, I love when, I love when I, I, maybe, maybe you as husbands don't have this problem, but, but I have a, a house full of women. <clears throat> and they're all women. And it'll come time to go get something to eat. And I'll say, what do you want? Well, I don't care. Well, how about such it? No, I don't, I don't really want that one. Well, how about this? Well, no, we went there yesterday. And after you go down five of the list, 
But, but hey, no, not really. But whatever you want. I want to go home. That's what I want to do. Are y'all with me? But most of the time, when, you, when you're with a friend, when you're with a pal, you, you say, hey, man, uh, what, what do you want to do? And that person will say, whatever you want to do. It's no big thing. But you know what? When, when Abraham offered this to Lot, you know what Lot said? I want that one. He looked out, and he saw the plush area around Sodom and Gomorrah before God destroyed it. According to the scriptures, before God destroyed it, it was unbelievable. It was compared to the Garden of Eden. And so what did Lot do? He looked for the best there was, and he said, I want that one. Now look at the mentalities of two of these men. One was humble. One was submissive. One was caring. One was trying to resolve conflict. Abraham was doing everything he can to put someone else before himself. But Lot was selfish. Lot was self-centered. Are y'all with me? wonder why they turned out so different. Ladies and gentlemen, you say, preacher, I want my life to be like Abraham. You might need to change your attitude then. You may tell you how to be a miserable person. Some of y'all don't need any help. <clears throat> but do you, you may tell you what you're doing to be so miserable. You've made life all about you. You mean tell you why people get offended like they do? And people get their feelings hurt like they do? You know that person is perpetually getting their feelings hurt, perpetually having somebody do something. They're always being done wrong. Hello. I don't mean to get on this, but while we're here, let's deal with it. You've made yourself the center of the world. You've made yourself the center of everything. And if you don't get your way, then you get offended. You get your feelings hurt. And now all of a sudden, it's everybody else's fault that you ain't happy. Let me tell you something. If you're not happy, you're the only person that's at fault. You need to own your own happiness. You don't need to be a slave to what other people do or what other people say to determine your happiness. Somebody say amen. David said, I think myself happy. I don't have any reason to be happy. My circumstances are not good. My circumstances are not great. So I'm going to just think myself happy. Say amen. Self-centered. It's all about me. It's what I want. And, and, and by the way, by the way, this right here is what was the beginning of the end. It says, and Lot chose. Think about that a minute. You know, what, you know what life is? You know what life is? It's just full of... Now, now <laughs> let me say this. Let me say this. Life is full of choices. But understand this. With every choice comes a consequence. He said, I want that. I want that. I, I, don't, I don't deserve that, and I'm not, I don't have seniority, but I, I want. And boy, was that a, that was a mistake. Because that was the beginning of the end. Preacher, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say this. 
You could change your entire destiny by changing your attitude. How often did Jesus, how often did Jesus have to get on to the disciples and they're constantly squabbling, arguing about, fighting over who's going to be the greatest? And then right before he died, I mean, he's just hours. He's hours before his crucifixion. Hours before his crucifixion, he takes his jacket off and washes their feet. He said, you see what I've done? You know what he told them? You know what he told them? If you do this, you're going to have joy. If you learn to put others first, if you learn to serve others, if you learn to put others first in your life, you're going to experience what real joy and happiness is. He had to change attitude. We see they were different in their devotion. They were different in their desires. They were different in their desires. But then number three, write this down. They were different. This is big. This is big. They were different in their dwelling. Their dwelling. Look what it says. And in, in, in after, after Lot made the choice that he made, it says in chapter 13, verse 11, Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. And Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. Watch, watch. But, the word of God adds this, but the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. What's the point? One dwelled in Canaan. The other dwelled in Sodom. One, one dwelled in his purpose. What was Canaan? It represented God's will for his life. Are y'all with me? It represented the place that God would have him. It represented the call of God in his life. Abram dwelled where God called him. But Lot dwelled in a place of utter wickedness, a place that was vile, a place that was sinful. Now watch this, guys. I need everybody to look at me for a minute. Everybody look at me up in the balcony, everybody, 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 everybody. I want you to see something. I want you to keep this in your mind. Looks can be deceiving. Looks can be deceiving. From the human standpoint, everything looked wonderful. The grass was that deep. The meadows was beautiful. Everything from man's point of view looked like this is the best decision that ever could be made. We've got the best land there was, but he ended up in the gates of Sodom. Ladies, be careful. Be careful. He may look real handsome, but he may be a devil in the sky. Men, she may have it in all the right places. but she may be the biggest witch that ever walked the planet. How many of y'all have ever heard that phrase, it's easier to hire than to fire? It's easier than to say I do than to say I don't. Why y'all look at me so funny? Y'all know I told the truth. 
Man, looks can be deceiving. The world is going to paint a pretty picture. The devil is not going to... There's not one single time the devil ever got a young person and said, let me show you what alcohol will do to you and see a car wrapped around a tree. No, they're not going to advertise that. Budweiser's not going to advertise that. They're going to advertise people having a big time, people having a party. But they're not going to, they're not going to show a liver that's destroyed because of alcohol. They're not going to see homes that are destroyed because of alcohol. They're not going to see wrecks and they're not going to see all that junk. It's going to look real pretty. If you're, if you're married, listen, the devil's going to make you think every other spouse is better than yours. Every other one looks better than yours. Say, well, preacher, that grass is sure green in their yard. It's over the septic tank. That's right. I said it. I tell you what, I wish my, my wife was more like brother so-and-so. No, because he'd give you his. I wish my husband treated. Come on, guys. Isn't it amazing how the devil's going to make everything you don't have what you think you want? I, 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 I know I'm running rapid, but I'm having fun. So it, I'm, I'm going to preach a series one day on you may, you may get what you want, but you ain't going to want what you get. Amen. One dwelled in God's promise. One dwelled in God's purpose. One dwelled in God's perfect will for his life. The other hung out with wicked people. My mom and my grandmother, more than anything, my mom's mom, man, she, 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 they, she had a, her all kind of sayings. I mean, they, you know, we, we kind of uh, grew up poor, and especially on my, my grandmother's side, they, they grew up for, if it wasn't for catching fish out the ocean, they'd starve to death. And, and, and she had little sayings all the time about, you know, there's no, shame, there's no shame in being poor, but there's a shame in being dirty. Anybody will give you a bar of soap and there's a whole ocean out there. Say amen. I mean, this was her little thing. She had wisdom, you know. And, and, and one of the things that, that, that she, would, she would just always, always try to teach us these things. You are who you hang with. And, and here's, and listen, that was, that, that was completely biblical even before grandmother got saved. You know what the Bible says? He's a wise man who will walk with wise men. Are y'all with me? Birds of a feather will flock together. But guess what? They'll also fall together. Be careful who you hang with. Be careful who you spend the most time with. Because, and you say, well, preacher, I got this. You may have it, but your children may not. Do you realize that Lot, in, in the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, he lost married daughters, he lost son-in-laws, he lost his wife, he lost, and basically you might as well say he lost the two ones that were not married because they had incestuous relationships because they were so confused about what was right and wrong. And it all started when he chose to get close to sin. What made them so different? How did they start out so much of the same and they ended up so different? It was because of their devotion was different. Listen, their desires were different. Not only were their desires different, but what did I say? What was that third one? Their dwelling was different. And I'm going to give you this last one. And this is big time. 
Boy, when I saw this, I thought, oh my goodness. How many people have I seen? How many people have I seen this right here? They were different in their devotion. They were different in their desires. They were different in their dwelling. But number four, write this down, and this is it. They were different in their deliverance. Write that down and look at me. Because I want you undivided attention right here. Put that down and look at me. There's probably nothing else writable after this, all right? <clears throat> look at me. Both Abraham and Lot messed up in their life. Both of them did. Both of them left the will of God. Both of them did foolish things. Both of them sinned against God. Both of them. Abraham and Lot. If you understand that, say amen. amen. Now, how many of y'all believe the Bible? All right, I'm going to quote it for you. Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. He chasteneth. That word means correction. It's, it's another word for a whooping. How many of y'all grew up in the age of whoopings? You know, back with the dinosaurs, and they actually whooped children. You know, before Ritalin and before Time Out and before, you know, all that stuff. I think we need to go back to whooping. Now that I'm grown. Amen. That's the age I grew up in. And, 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 and what God is saying is, is, if I love you, if you belong to me, I'm going to get your attention if you get sideways. I grew up in my life, I grew up in my life, and, and if I did wrong, if I stepped out of line, uh, I had a father who corrected me, I had a father who chastened me. I mean, just right on down to the scourging word. I got whoopings. I mean, I'm talking about he got my attention. Are y'all with me? And he didn't do it because he hated me. He didn't do it because he was mad at me. He did it because he was concerned about me and he wanted me to live a right life and he knew that you would have to put up with me. That's what I want to tell some of these parents. Listen, you need to correct little Johnny because one day we're going to have to live with him. Are y'all with me? And my father cared. Matter of fact, I'll even go as far as to say this and I believe he'll testify. He didn't want me to end up like him. He didn't want me to make the mistakes he did. He didn't want me to live the life that he did. He wanted me to live a righteous and holy life that was right before God. Are y'all with me? And if you belong to God. Now, matter of fact, let me say this. If you can go out and live just like, just, 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 just whore around and like a whoremonger and run around in the streets and everything else and claim to be saved and nothing happens, you don't belong to God. Because the Bible says, whom he loveth, he chasteneth. And if you're without chastening, you're a bastard and not a son. Bastard means illegitimate. It means you may profess him. You may profess to know him, but you don't belong to him. Because if God doesn't get your attention, you're not saved. But if you are saved. Man, there's denominations just, just putting down Baptists. All you people who believe once saved, always saved. You just believe you can go do anything you want and it'll be fine. Oh, no, you got some false doctrine. I believe in a God that will hunt you down. I believe in a God who will chasten you. I believe in a God who will scourge you. He'll do whatever it takes to get your attention. That's what I believe. Go ahead and live like you want to live. Do what you want to do. But I promise you this, if you're truly a child of God, God's got your number and he knows your address. Say, so why are you saying all that? Because both Abraham and Lot strayed away from God 
and God came and got their attention. And when he went down to Egypt, let's talk about Abraham first. When he went down to Egypt, he said, hey, 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 Sarah, come on now. You know, they're going to kill me. He was worried about his own skin more than he was his precious wife. Just tell him, you're my sister, everything will be all right. Let's just, let's just kind of, let's try to do, you know. And, 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 and not only that, not only that, Pharaoh gave Abraham a lot of stuff for her. And he didn't say nothing. Ladies, that's when you say, ooh. Mm-hmm. But guess what? God plagued Pharaoh. Can you imagine this? Imagine if Pharaoh would have laid up with Sarah and took her and married her and took her away from Abraham. Where would the promised seed have been? But God corrected them and plagued Pharaoh. And this is what Pharaoh said. What have you done? What have you done? I mean, Abraham's getting it now. Boy, he's getting chewed out, he's getting dealt with, and he gets kicked out of Egypt. God got his attention. You know what the Bible says? What did he do? He went back to the altar. Now watch this. Stay with me. Stay with me. Some of y'all really need what I'm fixing to say. Lot is sitting in Sodom. Lot is so far away from God, it's, 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 it's terrible, scary. And sitting in the gates of Sodom as a believer, as a righteous man, he's being vexed. The word vexed means tortured. His, his spirit is being tortured and haunted by the wickedness that he is witnessing around him. And guess what happened? There were kings that came in and, and overthrew Sodom and took him captive. Took him captive. Took everything he had. So now, now Lot is a prisoner of war. He's being led away in chains. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. God got his attention. God is trying his best to get his attention. But how many of y'all know even in chastening, God has mercy? Guess what he did? Abraham finds out about it. Abraham hunts them down up to 150 miles. He chases these kings and he destroys the kings and rescues Abra, or excuse me, Lot and all the people and the stuff and they bring it back. So here we are, God chasing Lot. God got Lot's attention. God scourged Lot and chasing him. He said, hey, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Stay with me now. Can you imagine the conversation that Abraham and Lot had all the way home? Boy, what are you doing? You ain't got no business in Sodom. You know better than this. You, you know better than this. You know this is not where you need to be. You know, come on now. Come on now, Uncle Abraham. Nephew Lot, you know he had a chewing coming. Say, preacher, what are you saying? When Abraham was chastened and corrected and God had, got his attention, he went back to the altar. But Lot went back to Sodom. Now, I want your undivided attention for five seconds. There are some of you in this building right now that God is trying to get your attention. You know good and well you're not where you're supposed to be. 
you know good and well you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And God has tried and tried and tried and tried to get your attention. And God's given you a chance. Can you imagine if Lot would have got back and said, bless God, that's all I needed to know. I'm getting my family, I'm getting my glad rags, and we're getting out of this joint. Guess what? He would have still had his family. He would have still had his wealth. He would have still had his wife. He would have still had his character. He would have still had his integrity. But instead of going back to where he needed to go, he went back to Sodom. How were they different, preacher? They were different in their devotion. They were different in their desires. They were different in their dwelling. The biggest thing in the world is they were different in their deliverance. Where are you going to go when God rescues you out of your junk? We cry, oh God, oh God, oh God, get me out of here. Oh God, help me. I won't do it no more. I'll behave. I'll change my life. I'll get straight with you. I'll do it. And God does, and where you go? How many times has this altar been flooded with tears of people who were remorseful but not repentant? They were sorry their wife left, or they were sorry their husband left, or they were sorry this happened, or they were sorry that happened, they were sorry they got this disease, or they were sorry, oh God, I'll change my life, and I'll come back to you. And God in His mercy, and God in His grace restores their situation, and then they forget about their prayers. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying, which are you going to be? Are you going to be Abraham? Or are you going to be Lot? Are you going to be called the friend of God? Or are you going to be the father of the biggest enemies Israel ever had? It's all up to you. It's all up to you. I don't know about y'all, but I'd just soon be Abraham. Listen, you know your heart. You know what God's dealing with you right now? Take a moment and let's make things right with God. And all God people see it. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed.